You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Right before I came in here to record this episode, I read something on Instagram. So you know it's true. <laughs> I say that with sarcasm. Why is our generation so unhappy? And it said because there's an overconsumption of other people's lives. And now I don't know what generation they were speaking of, whether it's the current teenage generation or the 20-somethings, 30-somethings, but I think it applies to all of us. Why collectively, all age groups, all races, all nationalities, all genders, why are we all kind of feeling more ADHD? It's a very huge one, ADD, anxiety, and if those things go uncontrolled for too long, depression. Why are we all experiencing those things? Overconsumption of other people's lives. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. I'm your host. I'm your astrologer. I'm your internet friend, Stephanie Powers. Not going to make this episode about Pluto and Aquarius, but it's Friday, January 12th, the day after the new moon in Capricorn. This new moon yesterday was kind of our last calm, I say this in air quotes, calm period before all these really huge transits kick up. I personally am really, got my eye on January 20th. That's my mom's birthday too, but I've got it on January 20th because this is the day the sun and Pluto will be conjunct, called that Kazemi, conjunct each other in Aquarius and Right now, we're at an anoretic degree, the 29th, the final, the last degree. Every sign has zero to 29 degrees, and so it's an anoretic degree when it's at the final one, 29, is Pluto. And so there's just a lot of things like Jeffrey Epstein, that list, all the people in power who are on Epstein's list. Um, there's just a lot of corruption being exposed, and we're hitting reset in a huge generational switch on January 20th, a Kazemi. It's kind of rare that both the sun, our life force, and Pluto are going to be at that degree. And I don't know, maybe for me personally, since it's my mom's birthday, maybe it's like a call to her to be like, hey, get aligned with your purpose. My mom's an Aquarius, and I'm sure she won't mind me sharing, but she's in her retirement stage, and she's like, I don't know what I want to do. She always had a dream. She's been a nurse my whole life. She was a floor nurse. She worked her tail off and I admire her for it. And then she had a career in nursing informatics. Once she got burnt out from floor nursing, she got her master's degree in nursing informatics, which is essentially the study of technology in the medical field and had a very successful career in that. But now she's just kind of in this limbo where she's like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to do those things anymore. I feel like I'm just going up against a wave bigger than I can handle. But her dream all my life was to work with children and be like a summer camp nurse. I always heard her say, when I'm retired, when I'm done, I'm going to work at a kid's summer camp and I'm going to be the camp nurse and teach them how to heal themselves with salves and herbs rather than medications. And yeah, she tried that. Again, I feel like I'm telling a story that's not mine to tell, but Spark Notes, she tried it and it involved a lot of medications that she did not want to give children. So she got burnt out immediately and stopped. But now she's 
an herbalist in Indiana, and that's all I'll say about that. But who knows? On that January 20th date, what could be coming up? So in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about Saturn and Pisces. I felt like it's the second biggest transit next to Pluto moving into Aquarius that hasn't got enough attention just because Pluto moving into Aquarius is so massive. I mean, this is literally ushering in a new era. I know all planets and signs and astrology aside, time changes you. Things change. I mean... Not so much if you live in a tiny Midwest town and never leave it. I can say this because that's my family, but everybody changes, right? But when Pluto switches signs, especially in the sign of Aquarius, which rules changing into really strange, different futuristic things, it's huge. Think about, so I was born in 88, and I very often reflect about how lucky lucky we 80s babies and early 90s babies are because I always tell JL this analogy I see in my mind is we were the last generation to escape the claws of social media and the internet. I graduated high school in 2007 and that was when Facebook started to get amped up and people started to have it. I never wanted it, wasn't interested, thought it was weird, didn't resonate, but I went to college and they required you to join so that you could like group you by your dorm room and you could find your roommate on a Facebook group and connect with them before you. So I reluctantly got one and then fell into that trap. But that was my last year of high school. And so all K through 12, the public school years, you know, I say, JL, it's like our generation got to slide under a closing garage door and we just barely made it. And then we stand up and we're out of breath and we brush ourselves off and we look behind us and we're like, huh, Oh no, everybody else born like 95, 98 and on, they're stuck. They are in a box that they don't, kids born between 2000 and 2010 are in, stuck in this garage, in this box of the internet and they don't even know. You don't know that you're stuck in a cage if you're born inside of the cage. We were saying this about Jeffrey the other day. Like, do you think it bothers him that he can't scratch himself? Like if his face itches, like sure, dogs can rub it or rub their face against something to scratch it. But do you think it bothers him? Can you imagine having an itch you can't scratch? And I was like, no, because he's never had thumbs. He's never had fingers and he can just reach back and scratch something. It's all he knows is this. If I itch, I go rub myself against the couch or just roll on the grass to get the itch gone. But I think it's the same thing for gen- early generations today is they don't understand what a life before the internet means. And while I also have the wisdom to know that my parents said this about our generation, like, oh, these poor kids are, they're just engulfed in rap or something like that. I don't know what they would say about us. It'd be cool to have them on to ask, but I'm like, do I just have to accept that the internet is this new generation? But I just can't because I think it involves nature it involves or a lack thereof and a lack of reality. And I know every generation has their thing that they love that shocks the generation before them and makes them feel bad for them. But this one just seems like it's a little like too much. And this leads me into the subject of this episode, which is Saturn and Pisces. Saturn 
planet of self-discipline, restriction, your soul's karma that you promised. I always tell you guys in readings when we start to talk about Saturn in your birth chart, I say, okay, if you believe in reincarnation, Saturn in your chart is that I, Stephanie, promise to learn the lesson of, and then I apply the sign in the house that is it. So for me, I, Stephanie, I before I came here and dropped down the slippery slope of going down to earth, I said, all right, here's my soul contract. I promise to learn the lesson of Capricorn. Sign, Stephanie, let's do this. And so right now, what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to talk just a little bit about Saturn and Pisces. I have an entire episode dedicated to this transit. If you flip back, there's actually a couple. And then I'm going to go into what each Saturn means. I'm going to make it as quick as possible. I'm going to talk about Saturn through the elements. And then I'm going to talk about Saturn through the signs. Questions that you can ask yourself as you hear your Saturn sign to help you during this Saturn and Pisces transit and during this Pluto and Aquarius transit because things are going to change so rapidly there may be a lot of shocking revelations and with the ease and just convenience of modern amenities we have, which are a beautiful blessing, there's also been a huge lack of all of us using the Saturn energy in our chart. When I think of Saturn, I think if you live in the mountains in a cabin in the mountains, you used to have to chop wood all summer long. Like it was a chore you could not hire someone to do or a robot or a Zumba to go get your wood done. You had to make sure otherwise your winter is going to suck or maybe threaten your life, right? Nowadays, it's like, oh, just go buy it from someone else who does it or go purchase a robot that cuts the wood for you or just get an electrical fireplace. There you go. Problem solved. So Saturn represents where we need to step it up, where we need to say to ourselves, even though I don't feel like doing this, I know I have to. Where I feel like my boundaries have gotten way too loose, I've been way too lax, and my life has taken a direction that I don't feel in control of, and I've got to step back up and take back control of the direction of my life. That is Saturn's energy. Now, in the sign represents the exact lesson that you really came here to learn. Whichever sign you're Saturn in, it tells us like, hey, you might struggle with that a little bit. You know, I like to say surround yourself with people that have the sign of your Saturn, even if at first you're like, but I don't get along with them. Give it a try. And collectively, Saturn is in Pisces. Up in the sky right now, Saturn is in Pisces. Happy Saturn return, my Pisces. If you have Pisces in your sun, moon, rising, or any of your personal planets like Mars or Venus, you are being initiated into like, okay, let's say your Venus is in Pisces. Maybe none of your big three, but your Venus. How you love, how you expect to be loved back. Well, Saturn is transiting over your Venus, meaning, hey, you need to grow up when it comes to love. You need to find people who are at the emotional maturity that you are. The people you may be trying to date right now may be people that look beautiful on the outside. This is a big Piscean theme is romanticizing what you wish that person to be. And then Saturn kicks in and says, okay, like, all right, go ahead, date them. Week two, week three, month one, month two. Holy shit, this is not the person I thought you were. This is actually not resonating with me at all. I see all the red flags. Actually, 
I, now I see them in the beginning. I got to get myself out of this. This is not the relationship for me. Venus. Now, Saturn and Pisces collectively, our discipline and work can be geared towards healing addictions. There's definitely an addiction crisis here in the United States, and we are definitely pouring energy into, okay, what do we do about this? Because it's getting bad into the mental health issues, um, illusions with our government, with our entertainment industry, and the suffering of the world. I think a lot of us are like, okay, one more school shooting, and I just, I don't know what to do. I have to do something about it, right? And while it's difficult to sit back and have access on our fingertips to every single moment of suffering all over the planet, like these things have been happening centuries before you and I were alive. But the only difference is now we tap a button on a glass triangle and have instant access to a Rolodex of all a thousand wars currently happening, of all 10 million crimes being committed every second, like it... Do you guys ever go on Netflix and see that the top 10 most watched things are always death, murder, crime, death, murder, crime? Why are we addicted to this? What part of our brain is like, oh, this shit is saucy drama. Like, What is it? About? I just don't get it. Of course, I've got Scorpio in my chart. And I'm like, psychologically, why do people do this? But you're, I have to remind you guys, your body does not recognize when you personally are not experiencing that thing. And so a lot, I think sometimes, I think a guest on my show actually mentioned this. A psychologist said, we can be addicted to reality TV with all the cat fights, or we can be addicted to crime and murder shows because when we get scared or when we get shocked, it's sending off chemical concoctions in our brain that remind us of familiarity in childhood, that remind us of the familiarity of our long-term toxic relationship in our 20s, and it just feels safe. It feels like, yes, I need another hit of that, another hit of that, because it's familiar, and to be familiar is to be safe, right? And so to avoid these things, to say, okay, I really want to go watch some trashy TV, but instead, I'm going to go sign up for a class at the gym. Instead, I'm just going to walk around the block what a concept. Free. Just get up and go. But we don't. And even if we do, we're like, okay, I did it. But that was boring. I went to the gym. I felt great. Got a good sweat on. I do feel good when I get home. But then the next day rolls around and you're like, I'm bored. Like, this is so much easier. Just click a button and there it is. Conveniences, right? Saturn and Pisces, collectively, we are working on boundaries when looking at the suffering in the world. It is lovely to educate yourself on everything awful that is going on in the world so you learn how to be better and be a better person so these things cannot happen but it gets sticky when you are just thrown issue after issue after issue and then it's like okay now go enjoy the abundance in your refrigerator now go kiss and hug your family that isn't in a war-torn country like it's mentally a mind fuck that actually does more harm than good. It paralyzes you. You get sad. You're empathetic. Your heart gets heavy. So then you can't show up to chase your goals and dreams, which when you achieve those, you emit a really high vibration, a really big frequency. You're not going to do that. And if you're just sulking over, oh my gosh, like there are starving kids getting bombed, like, oh, and then you can't show up for the people in your life because you're just like, I'm in this low mood and I don't know why I need some alone time to go recharge my batteries. You see how this pattern kind of repeats itself? 
So this leads us to Saturn and Pisces individually. What are we addicted to? What are we not seeing clearly? Who are we not seeing clearly? You're going to start to hear as Saturn and Pisces really revs up its gears. I think she's at like four degrees right now, which remember, it's four out of 29. She's still in the very, very early stages. You're going to see a lot more things of lies exposed, this company fraud, the illusion of the entertainment industry. They pay for their followers. They pay for their likes. You're going to see a lot of things like that really start to kick up. So individually, whether you're in your Saturn return or have any Pisces in your chart, what you can do is get crystal clear on your boundaries, your boundaries to your vices, be it food, sex, drugs, alcohol, love, lust, the social media, the internet, get crystal clear on your boundaries and practice setting them. When you combine the Pluto and Aquarius flavor, I personally am getting very clear on my boundaries with social media. I am planning and I am plotting my removal from it. I do understand that it is a tool to be used, but like the social dilemma says, if you guys haven't watched that documentary, highly encourage it. There's only one platform where they call you users and it's social media, Facebook users, Instagram users, TikTok users. What else, where else do you call people users? Cocaine users, meth users, cannabis users. Isn't it funny we don't call people alcohol users? Well, that's a whole other podcast episode. Pisces is the sign of ending, so there may also be a tough goodbye or a final blow or a final ending that you know you must do, especially in the house that Pisces rules. This is why it's important to invest in one-on-one readings because you can listen to all this astrology knowledge, read the things on the internet, but if you really want to use it for your own good in a practical manner to make your real life outside of podcasts and social media, really use it like a tool, this is why investing in a reading and taking notes and then practicing this. In my readings, if you haven't had one with me yet, I give you key takeaways based off of what I see in your chart and then based off of getting to know you in person through a conversation. I'm like, okay, these are the three most important things I want you to do. And then after our call, I send you the recording and say, but here's your homework. These three things, master them, Google them, practice them, remember to look at them every single day and then use them. Use them in your relationships. Use them with your work. Use them in your productivity. Use them in terms of your health. I want astrology to be real and practical. I got this book on Amazon by Jaron Lanier called 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now. 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now. And he is the guy, Jaron Lanier, who invented virtual reality. I found this book on the Social Dilemma documentary, and I was like, okay. I can already feel, both just on my own, astrology aside, that something's going on with social media, and I don't want to be a part of the of the experiment anymore. But I do also understand and accept that it is the day and age of technology to use it for good. But I want to set boundaries with it. And I know I need it for my company, for my business, especially moving forward where I create 
a physical location for Lightworkers Lounge and Cosmic Coconut. But I'm like, I want to hire people to run the channels, people who are younger than me, who are more well-versed and born into that box and just get it. It's their safety zone. It's their profession. It's what they know to run those things so we can stay connected yet not. And this will be things like during Q4 of a year, so quarter four, the last three months of a year, I would tell my team like, hey, don't post. It's the holiday season. People are winding down. I don't want to just pump people. If if we give them a good enough experience, if we truly help them from an authentic place, we don't need to blast their news feed three times a day, every day, so that they remember us and we're better than other people and they we're number one. They'll come. Build it and they'll come. That's just That's just my thing and... I bought this book because I think it's the most Pluto and Aquarius thing. And there's things like argument one, you are losing your free will. Argument two, quitting social media is the most finely targeted way to resist the insanity of our times. It's going to be so good. And it's a small book. It's only 162 pages. So highly check that out. Highly encourage you to check that out. So now individually about Saturn. Are you guys ready for this? Saturn is your soul's purpose. As my teacher, Deborah Silverman says, get the lesson of Saturn or it will get you. Whichever element your Saturn is in is what you came to learn. This element is probably not easy for you. So if your Saturn is in a water sign, Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio, learning the emotional body is what you came here to do. These are people who may play the victim or get overwhelmed by emotions and not know how to control them. Or it's people who have turned to ice and they never cry. They question if they're narcissists because they're like, I don't feel bad. I don't feel empathetic. Um, Holds on to the past, holds on to old stories. They really have a hard time processing heightened emotional things that have happened to them. If your Saturn's in an air sign, Libra, Gemini, Aquarius, stop caring what other people think about you. Stop, control the stories you tell yourself. These people may struggle to commit to people, ideas, jobs. Um, A lot of these people have a ton of friends or none at all. Seems to fall one of those. If your Saturn is in an earth sign, Capricorn, Virgo, Taurus. These people are highly critical of themselves and their human body is too heavy. These are usually very spiritual souls who came here to learn, like be in your body. Let's feel what it feels like to be a dense human. (laughs) These people can be very critical of their physical bodies. Um, They struggle with money. A lot of times they struggle with being financially self-sufficient and they cannot not be productive. Or sometimes they're so lazy, too busy enjoying earthly pursuits. And when Saturn is in a fire sign like Aries, Sagittarius, or Leo, these people came here to learn how to have fun, learn how to let loose, learn how to lead by example and control their attitudes or gain one. How do you stand up for yourself? Do you think burning things and people down will really make you feel better? Can you accept that people don't like you and move on with your confident self? 
Ooh, these are all the Saturn lessons. So you guys know if you've had a reading with me or listened to the show for a while, I like Saturn. Just like my teacher, Deborah Silverman, she always told us, I love Saturn. When you befriend Saturn, your life gets a lot easier if you put in the self-discipline. JL and I do cold plunges every morning. And the first week, I was excited. I was like, I love this. This is so refreshing. And now we're going on week three, and I'm like, I fucking hate this. (laughs) I don't, I don't want to do this. Like it's getting, we're having a cold snap here in Texas. And I'm like, can we just skip these few days? But then when I force myself to do it, I feel so much better after. That is the most classic example of Saturnian energy. So real quick, guys, let's run down Saturn through the signs. Not going to spend too much time on them because I want you to invest in a personal reading for you. You'll get way more out of it than just listening to a podcast or reading things. But I just wanted to go through these. So when you hear your Saturn, know that this is the area of life that you're using to set boundaries with those Piscean topics. Like your Saturn and the sign becomes your superpower. If you feed your Saturn, you give her a sandwich, meaning like I give my Saturn a sandwich when I say, oh, I promise to show up and work even when I don't feel like it. I promise to save more than I spend. My Saturn says, thank you. I will reward you with Capricornian type things, success in business, financial gain, prominent status in society, all the Capricorn things. So listen up. Let's start with Aries. If your Saturn is in Aries, here's the question I want you to ask yourself. Can I stand up for myself? Can I remain independent? while also in love? Can I be authentically myself while still a loving member of the family I was born into? Saturn and Aries people really came here to learn conflict resolution, but they also learned how to balance the act of being independent while in relationships, how to fight for the underdog and not care if someone's angry at them. Right. So this applies for people with Saturn and Aries or if your Saturn is in the first house. Sorry, I forgot to say that. So Saturn in Taurus or if your Saturn is in the second house, can you stop letting fears of money rob you of a peaceful present? Can you accept that you take longer than everyone else? That you don't fit in this workaholic USA culture. This is so not for you. Can you accept that you've never gone without so you will always be okay? That it's okay to take risks and it's okay to fail and try again. A lot of people with Saturn and Taurus, money. It's just, it's a money thing. They will stay in relationships and jobs 10, 20, 25, 30 years well past its overdue time under the guise of I've got to make sure I stay so that I have food, shelter, clothing, and a bed. (laughs) Saturn and Gemini or the third house. Can you control your mind and not let it control you? Can you stop changing your mind? Can you feel your feelings more than you talk about your feelings? Hmm. So look to the house to see where you need to learn or teach. My Saturn and Gemini's usually become amazing teachers, writers, communicators, podcasters. Saturn and Cancer. This is a juicy one. Can you directly ask for what you want and need instead of expecting other people to read your mind? 
Can you accept that not everyone came here to focus on love and nurturing others as much as you? Not everyone came here to be hyper fixated on the home life, the family life as much as you? And most importantly for Saturn and Cancer or the fourth house, can you forgive your family, especially mom? Mm. Saturn in Leo or the fifth house, can you learn to embrace your need for attention? It's okay to say, I want to be famous. I want to be a star. I want people to follow my profile because I love my art and I want it to reach many eyes. Can you show your creativity to the world no matter how big the audience is? Can you confidently share your art without worrying how many people like, subscribe, share? (laughs) Right? This is Saturn and Leo. This is also the Saturn and Leo or the fifth house are people learning to balance those three selves. Their self-esteem, self-worth, and self-confidence. Very big lesson for them. Saturn in Virgo or Saturn in the sixth house. Can you let go of self-criticism? Can you drop codependency and taking care of everyone around you besides yourself? Take frequent breaks in nature. It's oh so important for Saturn in Virgo or the sixth house. Saturn in Libra. You guys, I think I've seen this And 95% of my readings of people who have Saturn and Libra have experienced multiple divorces. Libra is the sign that rules love and relationships. And when your Saturn falls in this sign, this is what you came here to learn. The art of relating to others. Now this can be a spouse or it can be everyone. How do you relate to friends, family, co-workers, but especially in terms of love? So Saturn in Libra or Saturn in the seventh house, can you be yourself so you can attract the right one who loves you for you? Can you stop jumping from relationship to relationship? And can you let, if this is you and you find like, oh, my Saturn's in Libra and I haven't even dated anybody or my Saturn's in the seventh house and I haven't really had a long-term relationship. Can you let real love in? Can you reach a point where you fully grasp the ideal that you are worthy of love? That love is safe and love can be so fun no matter what you've seen around you. Love can be beautiful. It can be whatever you make it out to be. Just because your parents fought a lot, just because your friends come to you with lots of drama in their relationships doesn't mean yours is going to be like that. Saturn and Scorpio or Saturn in the eighth house, can you own your secrets? Can you accept the dark things that you've said and done? Can you transmute the dark, nasty things that people have done to you, the betrayal, the mistrust, the lies, the abuse? Can you transmute that into medicine for first yourself and then for other people? Can you step into your role as a healer who heals through sharing your experience with those things? That's a saucy Scorpio right there. Saturn in Sagittarius or Saturn in the ninth house. Can you accept that you don't need to go through pain in order to experience joy? Can you tell the truth, your truth, even if it hurts people's feelings? Even if you lose relationships, if you lose connections, can you still just tell the truth? 
but especially to yourself? Can you not let religion or spirituality blindly lead you to places that deep down you're like, I don't know if I resonate with this. Mm. Saturn in Sagittarius or Saturn in the ninth house is often a call to travel for a purpose, not just to go sit on a beach and drink Mai Tais, but normally with this placement, you find a lot of healing, a lot of your soul's purpose when you get stamps in your passport. Saturn in Capricorn or Saturn in the 10th house. Can I accept that even if I'm not as successful as I thought I'd be right now, I did the best I could with what I knew at the time. So Saturn in Capricorns, where, however old you are, I think a lot of us who have this are in our mid-30s. And then there's other people in their 60s who have this. But can you accept, can you look around and say, okay, even though I didn't reach that goal, that dream I had when I was a teenager or a kid, I'm still happy and proud of where I am because I did the best I could with what I knew. Can I study human design or astrology to learn how I work best and actually apply it? You know, Saturn and Capricorns love spirituality, but they're often the ones who say, okay, universe, show me a sign. They get the most blatant sign because these guys rule the art of manifesting, but they don't do it. Like, show me a sign if I should turn left. Boom, the sign's right in front of you. And you're like, but I, I don't know. Let me keep going. And they pass the exit. They were supposed to get off to make life as easy as possible. And they just keep going by exit after exit after exit. Like, one more sign. No, I mean, that was coincidence. One more sign. This is a Saturn and Capricorn lesson right there. Can I accept help, but watch out for thinking I can't do it on my own? A lot of Saturn and Capricorns either push away help, and so even though they need to hire a team, yes, I'm looking at myself, they don't because no one can do it as best as me. If I hand it over to someone, it'll all crumble. Classic, classic. But can they accept help? Financial help is a huge one. Can you accept an investor in your idea? Financial help for your basic expenses. This is a tough one for these guys. Saturn in Aquarius or the 11th house. You guys just wrapped up your Saturn return. Good job. Proud of you. But I will say a Saturn return is like a forest fire in your life, right? Don't be afraid by that dark analogy. It's not as dark as it sounds, but it's like everything just burns to the ground. And guys, you got to remember there's controlled burns to help balance the ecosystem. The earth appreciates that fire. It's like, oh, thank you. That was an invasive species choking out the native species. So thank you for that fire, Saturn return. I always tell people if you are 27, 28, and you're like, fuck, I don't, I'm almost 30. And I am not proud of where I'm at in life. This is not how I thought this would go. I don't like, you know, if you feel that way, you should be so pumped for your Saturn return, because life is going to have its way with you. And it's going to burn off the invasive species so that your soul can breathe again and finally have a chance to sprout and grow new native species that are native to your heart, things that are supposed to be in your life as a result. So after that though, a lot of people think that they go through a second Saturn return as Saturn moves into the sign next to theirs. They're like, wait, life isn't easier. I don't have this lush, perfect forest in front of me where I can go pick fruit. 
again, this is just us living in the modern commodities world where we're like, okay, my Saturn return ended in January. It's February. Why is my life still hard? It's like, well, once you burn everything down, how long does it take for trees to grow back? And then from there, how long does it take for those trees to produce fruit that you can go pick and eat? Five, six years? <laughs> takes a while. And so... Well, there's no more blazing fire that you just have to watch and go, woo, look at that burning down. My life is just going away. <laughs> it, the fire goes away and you can see and you have to roll your sleeves up and say, all right, well, let me just grab a shovel, gloves, boots and get to replanting when Saturn moves into the sign next to yours. So Saturn and Aquarius people, can you accept that you don't fit in? Can you disrupt the norm, afraid of what others will call you? You're racist, you're sexist, you're homophobic, you're, can you accept, you're a conspiracy theorist. This is their favorite one, wink, wink. Can you accept that you can have your opinion and piss people off, but still stay true to it? Can you accept that being on earth at this time, nothing feels right to you? And that's Okay. Anything that feels terribly wrong or backwards is what your soul is like. Let's disrupt that norm and make it feel right. You guys were given this internal guidance system that now with Pluto moving into Aquarius, I am just shushing you guys to the front of the line saying, honey, you've done enough research. You've done enough practice. It's game time, baby. Saturn in the 11th house is also really important for people who who may or may not have good friends in their lives. It's really important. You've got Saturn in the 11th and sometimes Saturn in Aquarius to be very mindful of the company you keep. They can either make you or break you. All right, last one. And I got to get out of here. Saturn in Pisces or Saturn in the 12th house. Can I live in this world and not complain about it or try to escape from it? through frequency shifters, drugs, sex, alcohol, food, social media, you name it. Can you accept that your addiction to crisis? There's addiction to crisis and addiction to other people's crises, 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 and put a stop to it. Put a stop to it. Say enough. I don't need to have my life either super high in crisis or very low and depressed. Oh, somebody else has a huge major life's crisis. Now I just feel so depressed because there's no drama going on. Can you stop keeping secrets from yourself about your longing for connection and unconditional love? Can you stop seeing sacrifice to be with someone as the end of your world? Sacrifice is what we have to do as humans. And I think so many of us in this day and age of me, 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 me individually, women, I don't need a man. We look at these things as that sexist, that's that. If I'm a woman and I have to sacrifice my career to raise children, hell no. But it's like, well, wait, hold on. The man is sacrificing raising children full time to make money. Like there's always a sacrifice is what I'm trying to get at and. A lot of people with Saturn and Pisces are like, no, I will not sacrifice anything to cater to someone else because they fear losing themselves when they don't realize that by sacrificing, they actually find themselves, heal themselves, unconditionally love themselves. Now, of course, I say that with a fine line. Don't take it and run with it too far. 
but that's what Saturn and Pisces or the 12th house is. Okay, guys, I hope this episode about Saturn, where you can roll your sleeves up and apply some self-discipline to get great rewards. Friendly reminder that if you're using astrology to get back aligned with your soul's purpose, if you've just gone through some shit and you have been like, tossed and turned and flipped upside down and abused and used and you're like i don't know what i want to do with my life saturn in your birth chart can tell you a lot it's your soul's purpose jeffrey back there snoring away agrees hey jeffrey you want to say goodbye it's he just popped his head up and his little eyes are smushed from laying on the blanket do you want to say goodbye to the people a wonderful listener who I read yesterday said she loves Jeffrey's snores because they're like Jeffrey affirmations. <laughs> Jeffrey gives us all affirmations. I wonder what his, his Saturn's in Sagittarius. He was born in 2016. And so far, my son, you are having no problem speaking your truth back there. Okay, I love you guys. You know where to find me if you want a birth chart reading. Lightworkers-lounge.com. Good luck. Stay grounded. Check out the book, 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts. Right now, watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Not getting paid to say any of this. It just feels so right to share with you guys during this dawn of a new world with Pluto and Aquarius. I love you. I'll always show up here for you. Sign up for our newsletter in case anything goes down at lightworkers-lounge.com. All right. See you.